Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Echale Podcast. My name is Jose Quintero. These masterclasses, I hope you've been enjoying them for finance and investing. There's two other episodes that are already out with Eddie the Hustler. Yeah, that's his Instagram (laughs) handle, so you guys can go ahead and check them out if you haven't. But this is a whole new episode, and today we're going to talk about banks because I feel like that's an important topic, and nobody's telling you Que los pinches bancos te están robando, güey. No te das cuenta. Yep. Like, all right. So we're going to go ahead and discuss big banks, small banks, stick around, interest rates, how they affect you, saving, where to save your money, what to do with your savings account, etc. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start it. And the three big banks out there. So right now, the three big banks, right, it's Chase. Uh, Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone um, pretty much uses those banks. I'm pretty sure. They're like sure. your starter Pokemon. Yeah, I have <laughs> Chase. I mean, I use it as my main account to pay my bills. But as far as like your savings, you shouldn't have your money in any of those. Right. No. Especially right now, since interest rates are high, like you could be making money with other banks. Oh, right? I'm, I'm just going to do this whole reference because literally, as I said, it was my three starter Pokemon. Yeah. Like, you know, like, well, I mean, you watch Pokemon, right? Or you yeah. watch. All right, cool. So you got like your Wells Fargo, your Chase and uh, your Bank of America. Which one are you starting with? That's up to you to decide, right? Like, yeah. what do you what do you like best? And then but if they offered you like a Dragonite or a freaking Mew, you're like, ooh, well, this Pokemon, Mew. right? Like, <laughs> this Pokemon's going to do a lot more for me. Yeah. So that's literally what smaller banks are or what these other banks, they have different benefits. Obviously, the benefit that uh, these bigger banks have is that they're not going to go bankrupt, which we've seen with... Yeah, I think it was, was it, Silicon Valley Bank? Yeah. Like, there was a lot of banks that, that went out, uh, that went under, right? Um, or bought out. We saw yeah. it even with Chase. Chase, be- it was, J- it was uh, JP Morgan? Well, no, JP Washington Moore. Mutual. Washington Mutual. Yeah, and but, then it got pawed off by yeah, JP Morgan. I remember in elementary, I used to have a Washington Mutual and I used to go to school and deposit some money into it. Ah, oh, shit. So I never had a bank a long account. Term, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, when it comes to the, these like big banks, the good thing is that they're everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So if you need money, I'm pretty sure there's a Chase somewhere, Wells Fargo. That's the beauty of it. But when it comes to like saving your money, um, you want to have it somewhere else, right? Because yeah. like how we said on the previous episode, out of sight, out of mind, that's how you're really going to save and have that extra money to invest or down payment on a house, whatever you want to use it for. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, Eddie and Jose said out of sight, out of mind, I should have another bank. So should I open up a Chase and a Wells Fargo? Nah, nah. <laughs> that's so not the smart. The, the thing that you can't go banks, back to Professor Oak yeah, and ask for nah, another you, Pokemon. You got to no. do a little bit more research, right? Start looking into other banks. Uh, you know, some of these other banks, people might not know about it because they're not like a chase. They're not everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are completely online. Right. So the good thing about that is that there's less fees, there's less minimum requirements, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So 
if you get like a lot of overdraft fees or anything like that, all that stuff is eating your money away. With these other banks, um, a lot of times they will cancel the transaction or whatever. And then there's usually like no fee, just call them up and they'll take care of it. So before we go ahead and start into interest rates, which bank accounts that you yeah. guys should like look into, uh, let's talk about, cause we're going to, I want to go into like this whole process of growing up. Uh, yeah. one of the things that as soon as you turn 18, you get a bank account, or maybe if you're younger and your parents like yeah. started putting a bank account, like a Wells Fargo Chase or Bank of America, but a credit card, you're trying to get a credit card and they're not approving you for a credit card. Yeah. So one thing that I actually did is, um, you know, I have pretty good credit and my little brother, right. When he was, I want to say like 15 or 13, I actually added him as an authorized user to my account. All the parents listen to yep, this. This is that generational or, wealth too. Yeah. Or if you have a younger sibling. Yep. Yeah. This is good information. So um, basically what I was doing, because I was researching, you know, just reading and then I heard about authorized users. So at the time I had like a pretty good credit score and then I was just thinking about my little brother, you know, I was like, dang, you know, once he grows up, I would want him to have good credit. That way, if he wants to get a car or like. Um, get out a loan, a business loan, whatever he wants to do, he already has history and it's easier because imagine going somewhere where you don't have any history, especially literally, at 18. Literally all of us, yeah. I try to get a best, which is funny, I try to get a Best Buy account and they're like, oh, well, you don't have any credit, so yeah. you got denied. And I'm like, so you ran my credit, which one that affects your yep. credit, and then I didn't have any credit mm -hmm. and I wasn't approved. How the hell do you want me to start getting credit? Yeah. And obviously, my dad had to become an authorized user at La Curacao. That was my very first credit card. Oh, and yeah? I got a, yeah, and I got a camera. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but my dad was my authorized user. But imagine an 18-year-old, like, what if they didn't have a parent to be an authorized user? You'd have to ask a friend. Yeah, and a lot of times that, that's kind of risky, too, because, like, you don't know how they're going to use it, right? You're attached to it to their um credits or if they you know i don't know max it out one day yeah. or something it's going to impact you question but, uh, as an authorized user does that mean he had a card or you just had him as an authorized user and never gave him a credit card no he, he he has a card so like how i mentioned in earlier episodes i i got i added him onto an authorized user and it came with the card and once he got that card i gave it to him and i was teaching him how to read you know the the credit statements, how to use credit. So I started him already that way. Once he has it, he already has mm. a little bit more knowledge on how to use it. That way he's not out there like, oh, shoot, I got $1,000. I'm just swipe, swipe, swipe. Yeah. And so I just explained to him how it worked. But uh, yeah, you could sign, uh, you can have an authorized user, right, with any of your credit cards. Mm -hmm. But the key is not all credit cards, report them to all three credit bureaus. That's mm. one thing that I was looking for. Um, or that report to any credit bureau. So the one that I added him as an authorized user was to my Discover card, my Discover It card. I added him to that one because they report to two um, credit bureaus. I think it's uh, Experian mm -hmm. and I think Tran TransUnion. I think mm -hmm. it was those two, right? So when I added him, all my history is getting transferred onto him. So once he's 18, he has like five years of experience exactly and that's a big thing because the biggest thing that affects your credit uh score is the life yep. 
of your credit history. And if and you can already add an authorized user, like as a child or a, yeah. a sibling, at the age of 13. Yeah. FYI. So if you have somebody that's just turning 13 or a teenager, add them as an authorized user. You don't necessarily have to give them a credit card. You can start you're already teaching them how to read the statements and how to manage a credit card. But as long as you have them as an authorized user, by the time they turn 18, they already have five years of history. Five years of history is really good. Yeah. And it takes a while. Like even now, like just to build up your credit score to where it's at, it takes time. So imagine all that time you're doing good with your credit. You could pass that on to someone else and, you know, give them an advantage to where they start. Right. And that just that generational wealth that we always mention, you know, I would want my siblings and, you know, my future kids to advance and keep progressing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now that we did that little tangent about credit cards, because I think it's important because these big banks, they do offer that and they do offer a little bit more of sense of security because uh, I'm not sure. Are most banks FDIC insured? Most of them are. They should be. Mm -hmm. And basically what that is, is like if kind of like Silicon Valley Bank, if it were to go down, right, like, hey, we're this bank is shutting down. Um, your funds, the cash that you have in there is actually backed, right? It's like insurance for your money. So it's up to 250000 per individual. Yeah. So it's if always more, good to have that. That's yeah. not like you're fucking screwed on the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. You have $300,000 in there, you're only going to get 250000 back. Yep. Yeah. Ah, all right. We <laughs> talked about the three big banks. They're good. They're a good way to start. They're a good way, like you said, I also have when I get direct deposits, I, it goes into my Wells Fargo account. Yeah. But then I have the automation system, which we've talked about in episodes one and two. And I tell my money where to go on either a weekly or a monthly basis. And one of those, um, one of those automations is to a high-yield savings account. Yep which there's different kinds, but what is a high yield savings account versus a savings account? Yeah. A high yield savings account is basically the, the main thing with that account is to give you a high yield, right? It's to give you a high interest rate on your money. So you have your money parked there, but at the same time you're generating more uh, interest, right? So they're paying you a bigger percentage. Now, in order to get a high yield savings account, it's going to be kind of like at a different bank um i don't think chase wells fargo like they just have regular savings accounts yeah. none of them are like high yield but they don't tell you this mm -mm. they don't tell you this nope they say like hey this is a savings account i literally went on wells fargo uh if you want to sponsor me wells fargo please <laughs> do so i'm just saying <laughs> but uh but they say like oh we have really good interest rates the best there are in the yeah. market like you're gonna earn money just by leaving it there they're not lying to you but they're also tricking you yep so how are they not lying to you? So you are going to earn interest, mm -hmm. but the, their interest rates, it's like the worst, yeah. right? So it's like, it's not even 1% interest, especially right now, interest rates are high, Yeah, right? You're, you're, you're paying it. Yep. You're, literally, you're paying it. The, the cost of living has gone up. The yep. cost of food has gone up. Gas, and then so many people stuff. are asking like, why is food up? Well... First of all, if food is importing, let's say yep. importing, well, that means people are bringing something from out of the country, gas being one of them, or yep. oil, uh, that is taxed. 
yep. at a higher rate. So if gas is taxed at a higher rate, that means your gas is going to go up because the businesses don't want to make for it. Okay, but gas is going up. How does that affect my food? The drivers who take your food from point A to point B have yep. to spend gas. So that means that company is not going to take yeah. a, a profit loss on it. They're not. They're going to charge it back to the consumer. Yep, that's us. <laughs> that's <laughs> us. That's a good uh, good analogy and stuff. Yeah, sorry. I had to go on a tangent. <laughs> okay, so interest rates. Big banks. What are they giving me? I, yeah, hey. the big banks, they're, they're giving you less than like 1%. It's probably point, point zero one percent point. Point one five percent, like it's it's nothing. Yeah, it's like point pennies. one point one five percent, and so many people are being tricked, and I don't want to say tricked. They're not being tricked. They're being misinformed, there and that's go. why we're here. Uh, like, hey, put your money in the savings account, and so many people sometimes pull their retirement money and put it in a savings account, yeah. or get a lump sum of money and put it in a savings account, whether it be Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase thinking that that is a good investment or they'll put it into CDs, which is a little bit better, but CDs lock your money. So a CD is a certificate certificate of deposit. Uh, deposit. Yeah. And there's so many benefits, but again, we'll get into benefits and also not so great benefits, yeah. but again, personal finance, personal choice, different people have different ways of investing it. But did you know there's banks like high yield savings accounts that are offering yeah. you they can offer you anywhere between like four to five percent, just depending on the bank, right? Mm -hmm. um, one that I use is Ally Financial. Mm -hmm. With them, uh, they offer four point four percent. But the account type that I have is called a Money Market. The good thing about that one is that they give you a debit card, oh, right? Okay. So it's like a completely online bank. Um, they're based out in the East Coast, but um, with that one. Right, I get 4.5% just for leaving my cash in there. And then if I ever do want to pull it out, because typically with a savings account, they don't give you a card. So that money market, they give you a mm -hmm. debit card that you can use instead of trying to do like a transfer online, which takes like about three to five businesses. Yeah. You have that debit card. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, oh, no, I want my money now. Yeah. And that's probably why they stay away from high yield savings accounts. Yeah. But it's like you're missing out on so much money. And just to give you guys a little bit of an example, I have Wells Fargo savings account and I also have an American Express high yield savings account. The difference is Wells Fargo was giving me 015 percent percent annually right so annually that means i'm gonna get 0.15 percent out of the fifteen thousand on an annual basis but they're gonna pay me monthly yeah sort of like a dividend yeah. you know <laughs> sort of versus american express was gonna pay me uh four percent right and you're just like all right but what is that difference in money terms dimelo en dinero like how much are you, am I making or how much am I losing? These 15000 that I had with, with Wells Fargo, and these are real numbers, by the way. So, yes, I have 15000 in my savings account because of an emergency. They're right there. That's right. A month, I was getting $1.25. $1.25. And people are like, and so many people yeah. are like, hell yeah, making money. Yeah. Which is great. Good for you. 
$1.25, that's 15 bucks a year off of your $15,000. Hell yeah, I'm probably, yeah. if I do my math back then, I would have been like, well, now I need to have $150,000 so I can get $150 a year. All right, cool. So if I would have known better and I would have known about high yield savings accounts a lot sooner, and again, there's different ones for, for the sake of this podcast, American Express, uh, 4% at the time. Yeah. Uh, interest rate those 15k gave me 50 dollars a month so that's 600 dollars a year 600 dollars a year we're talking about 585 dollar difference a year just by having my money there that's a no-brainer like just make the switch right i mean the numbers don't lie again it's it sucks that it's not pushed out as often, right? Because everyone thinks all oh, the big banks, the big banks. Yeah, they're 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 safe. They're yeah. You know? I mean, the only thing too is with these online banks, these smaller banks, make sure they're FDIC insured, mm-hmm. right? That way, your money is covered. It's good to have a bank that's, uh, you know, that covers if your your funds if anything were to happen. But at the same time, you know, you could get a lot of money right now, a lot more interest just for having your money parked in one of these accounts yeah yeah so let's talk about okay why aren't the banks giving me that rate and what are they doing with my money then because you think your money's just sitting comfortably at a at a bank it's not it's not it's not yeah so basically so with the banks right how they typically make their money is your your deposit that you have in the bank account they they use that Right. At least off the top of my head, I think it's like 90 percent and they invest it. Right. So that's why, like if there was a bank run, meaning like if everyone were to go to the bank and try to cash it out, they're like, oh, we don't have that much money because your money's invested. And it happened in uh, which one? Oh, my God. I think it was SVB Bank, right? Yeah, Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley. So many people obviously started tanking and people were like, I want my money now. And they're like, well, we haven't invested. We can't give you your money right now. They had it in, I I think it was like some bonds or treasuries or something where they couldn't just like, oh, sell it out. No, because like I said, there's different types and we can get into it in other episodes where it's locked in. Yeah. I mean, that's the downside to certain, uh, you know. Mark, uh, not markets, uh, accounts that some of these banks offer. Like I know you mentioned uh, CDs, uh, certificates of deposit. Um, those, you know, it, it's, they offer a higher interest rate, but you're locking up your, your cash. I personally don't use it. I know some people do use them. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all personal preference. But the way I see it is, you know, a certificate as depreciation, right? Because inflation is constantly going up, especially if you have to lock in your money. Let's say you lock it up for two years or three mm-hmm. years. It's like, who knows how interest rates are going to be? I mean, right now it's high, so I'd rather just put it in a high-yield savings account. I could pull it out and use it for whatever now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these banks are using your stationed money. They're charging you 19 to 21% off of your credit card. So they're taking money away from you. They're investing it into maybe, like you said, bonds, maybe all these CDs. So when you're making $15 a year off of your 15K, out of your 15K, they're making $600 a year. So they're keeping $585 from you. Imagine that. And it's like, well, those, those could have been mine. Yeah. And again, it's just all 
having the knowledge and, and information, right? There's there's always ways to make money. It's just about getting exposed to it, right? Kind of like back to the money mindset and putting yourself mm-hmm. out there. The more exposure that you have, the more you, you put yourself in those situations and ask, the more you'll be knowledgeable about it. And all it takes is one person, right? Yeah. If you learn about it, I'm pretty sure you're going to share it with someone else. Like, hey, I got this bank account for 4% interest. This is how much I'm getting. You Dude, should that's do how too. I got my brother yeah. into American Express. And he doesn't invest in stocks because he doesn't understand it. Even though yeah. my youngest brother, mm-hmm. my youngest brother and I do invest in stocks. The middle one is like, ah, it's too complicated. Yeah. But... He understands a high yield savings account yeah. and I got it. I like, I, you know, I made him get it. And then he saw, oh shit, he invested a thousand dollars and he got like a dollar and he's like, oh shit. And then the next yeah. month and he then saw like, that, oh, he's like, I got a dollar 20 cents. It's going up. Yeah. So now, but he has a notion of it. Yeah. I had a question for you. Do you pay cash or do you pay card? Like credit card? Oh, when it comes. So with me, I never use a debit card for uh-huh. anything. Right. I always use my, my credit card. Um, and then let me let me kind of like elaborate on that. So if you use your debit card, right, and let's say fraud happens, they take your money out, the, the bank is going to take, they're going to do a whole investigation. It's going to take like 30 days for them to see what's going on, right? So yeah. you're out of that money, right? So it's not like, oh, they're going to give it to you right away. They got to investigate. Imagine if you have rent or your car payments, like, shoot, where the hell am I going to get this money, Yep. right? That's, the, that's one reason. The other reason is with a credit card, um, I get points, right? I get rewards. Yeah. I make money off of it. And if there's fraud on it, I just call the bank and they're like, oh, it's fraud. Okay, boom. Credit my account. That's their money. I could care less, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're going to investigate. They're going to get it back yeah. majority of the time. But if it's my money, again, it takes like 30 days in order to get it. But I never use a debit card for anything. I completely agree with you on that. The only uh, reason, like the only way I'll pay debit card is if the person that I'm paying is like, oh, I only take debit. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll just pull out cash then. Yeah, I no. I never use it. I well, don't even carry my debit card in my wallet or no, anything. No, I just carry my credit cards yeah. or they're all on my phone already yeah. programmed. But one thing that I was going to say is... I like to travel a lot mm. and sometimes flights get canceled yeah. and st- stuff happens that you have to cancel your hotel. If you pay with your debit card, like you said, and you call the airline and it's happened to me like, yo, Volaris, uh, my flight is canceled. Oh, we can't give you back your money. Like you didn't get the insurance on mm. the flight and you're uh, just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, but I missed my flight because you guys or something happened. Yeah. Uh, X, Y, and Z. Well, we can't give you your money. You didn't insure it. Oh, hell no. So, but if you had a credit card and you paid it on yeah. a credit card, you don't even have to talk yeah. to Volaris. Credit cards are are beautiful. And a lot of them have certain perks. Like, I get uh, DoorDash, like the premium version, mm-hmm. for free based oh. off my Chase credit card. So, like, the delivery, all that stuff. Like I get free. Uber. Yeah. So, like, there, there's a lot of benefits in them, right? Because the banks, they make money off the transactions that you make. So, every time you swipe it, they're charging the merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, a fee and then that's how they make money and that's how they're able to share some of it through like rewards and stuff yeah so yeah i never use a, so a debit card favorite or uh high yield savings accounts uh high yield savings my favorite is going to be ally financial right okay. um, not only that i'm an investor right i own their stock so why not go double, with them double. you know but yeah i mean i've had them for a while they've always been good their customer service is like off the top it's not yeah. like overseas or anything um, so every time I call 24-7 support, they're always there. They, you know, fast to respond anything. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's my personal favorite. I yeah. always tell people about them, you know. 
I but had a mine. great experience, and I have uh, American Express. That's who I have for my high yield savings account. But as an investor, I also have Apple stocks, but I also have their high yield savings account. So yeah. if you have the Apple card, what's so cool about it is obviously Apple is incentivizing you to use Apple Pay. And yep. what's Apple Pay? Well, you have to have an iPhone, yeah. right? But every time you, they also give you a physical card, but every time you use the physical card, it gives you 1% cash back yeah. of that purchase and it goes straight to your high yield savings account. So if I have $100 and I swipe the card, 1%, so a dollar goes yeah. to my high yield savings account. Now, if I use Apple Pay, it's actually 2%. So they want uh, to incentivize you to use Apple Pay huh. uh, because obviously that means you have an iPhone, right? And then there's certain things like if you use it on Lyft and if you use it on uh, Uber Eats, then you it's get a 3%. higher percentage. Yeah, 3%. What's their um, 4.15? 4.15. So 4.15. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Anything American over 4% yeah. compared to like the big three, right? Point one. Yeah, 0.15. It's not even a whole number. Yeah, it's not even a percent. That's like. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a no-brainer. Like, after this episode, I think everyone should go and look into a high-yield savings account and open one up. Yes, and just start transferring automation, just yeah. like episode one and two, automation. 10 bucks a week, 20 bucks a week. All right, so we, we covered a high-yield savings account. I still want to stick with the banks because there's different smaller banks uh, that I love and I also have. So I said I have Wells Fargo. I have American Express for high-yield savings accounts. Another savings slash brokerage slash bank that I love is Charles Schwab. Yeah. Charles Schwab is a brokerage, so you can invest your money there. It's also a bank. Uh, but one thing that I love for everybody who's traveling is every time you go to an ATM, mm -hmm. you get uh, like $3, $4, or depending on where you are, a fee for pulling out money, right? Ah. So with Charles Schwab, you can put money in there, use that debit card internationally and you say yeah i'm gonna pay the four dollar transaction fee transaction fees are reimbursed at ah, the end of the month cool. yeah so yeah. it's so when i'm traveling it's like well i just Whatever. know i have to transfer money to charles schwab and if i pull it out in an atm machine anywhere in the world they're just gonna reimburse my atm fee dang it's like yeah, I wouldn't even know that. I don't even travel like that, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. I didn't know. So shout out to uh, Emmanuel, who is oh, one, yeah. my best friend. He traveled a lot and he did his research and voila, it, it, he wasn't lying. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then uh, what other tips and tricks can regular people do? Um, what was I going to say? To take advantage or, uh, of their current banking situation, like overdraft <clears throat> fees or service fees. Because I think, yeah. Um, with that is like, you have to one, find like another bank if it's for like savings or something, right? Find one that doesn't charge you anything. Cause I know like with Chase, I have to have at least a minimum of like 300 bucks. If mm -hmm. not, they're going to charge me, you know, per day or whatever. And I'm like, what the heck? Like yep. it's a savings account. Why wouldn't you guys want my money here? So that's another thing like about these other banks or smaller banks. A lot of times they don't charge you. Nothing. fees yeah there's no fees there's no minimum requirements there's no like oh you have to do x y and z in order to uh get the interest right some of them are like oh you need to have ten thousand dollars in order to start getting interest i'm like what the heck so yeah. all these you you get it from the jump i know ally bank right away i could put five bucks in there i'm still getting that four yeah. percent but in order to kind of like combat uh those fees 
you really have to, you know, just do your do your research. I think a, yeah. lot, a lot of these big banks, that's how they make their money. And it I sucks because it's like, dude, I barely have money and you're, and you're already charging me more and more compared to like the the people who, who have money in there. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm already overdraft. I'm doing all so this. So my first bank ever, and I will never go back to them even though people have Bank of America. <laughs> and the reason why, I, I had a really, really bad experience. So obviously I was 18 years old. I got Bank of America. That was my first bank, yada, yada, yada. And I had um, like $34 or yeah. something. I, and I didn't know. I went over... Oh, how was it? Fuck. I basically I got an overdraft fee. Yeah. Of like, oh, $35. And then because the overdraft went over a dollar, I got another overdraft yeah, fee. Yeah, it's like 25 bucks or something. Yeah. I know at Chase it was like 20 bucks. And it, it was just, basically I got charged triple. So like yeah, I like, literally what the heck? left. But anywho, going back to your uh, point where you have to have a minimum amount in order not to do like a service fee uh, on a monthly basis. I have Chase for my business, uh, which is Echale Entertainment, which Uh-oh. is this podcast, yes, anything that I do as an influencer or content <laughs> creator. Uh, but I have to have a minimum of $2,000 in the bank account. Yeah. When I don't have a minimum of $2,000 for a 30-day period. So that means mm-hmm. even if I have it for 29 days, yeah. because I don't have it for 30 days, they're going to charge me 15 bucks. Yeah. So keep in mind that obviously for anybody who's a small business create a small business or a content creator, money fluctuates. Yeah. You know, so for like about six months, I didn't have the $2,000 minimum requirement on my business bank account. And I got charged 15 bucks, 15 bucks, 15 bucks. So that was about, uh, I don't know, 90, 90 bucks for with those things. You can call up your bank and literally say, I want those uh, service fees overwritten or reimbursed. And nine out of ten times, they'll do it. And if they do it, don't do it. Nine out of ten times, threaten to leave and then they'll do it. Ramit taught me that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ramit is another book. Uh, which, what, what I will teach called? you to be rich. I will teach you to be rich. Yeah, that one's a good one. Um, yeah, and a lot of times, same thing with the, the credit card. You could call them up if, like, hey, you know, uh, the, as far as, like, the interest, like, hey, can I get a lower interest rate? Because they'd rather have you pay for it rather than you filing bankruptcy or doing something else and not paying them at all. Yeah, so negotiate. I think that is a good way to start negotiating with the credit card company, somebody that you don't see physically, and yeah. then you can work your way up to your boss and negotiate your pay there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anything else that I think that we missed for um, banks? No, I think that's pretty much it. But I think as far as like when it comes to your money and if you do set up another bank account, Make sure you have a goal in mind. Don't just open it just to open it and then you don't use it, right? Mm-hmm. Have like a goal like, okay, this bank that I'm opening or this account, it's going to be for an emergency fund. And I'm a key, I'm only going to use this bank for your emergency fund. Uh, or maybe like, hey, this is my investment money, right? So all the money that I have here, I'm going to use it to invest or down payment on the house. You know, be intentional with your money and what you do. Because if you just go through the motions, obviously, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to end up good, right? So you need to have a vision. You have to need to have a plan in place and execute. Eddie, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Eddie the Hustler. Any questions that you may have, if you haven't checked out the other episodes on this podcast, whether it be on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure to listen to them. I will put them down in the description below or literally they'll pop up here on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe because we're trying to grow this channel, but... 
until next week's episode on Mastermind, you know? And, we'll, and let us know if you like this because we want feedback or what yeah. do you want us to go into? Drop some, some questions if you want us to elaborate a little bit more if something wasn't explained well like let us know and, and if then, we're yeah and if we're wrong check us yeah i know i mean like hey take everyone's advice with a grain of salt all the information do your own research like i tell everyone anything that i give to you take it with a grain of grain of salt like hey it, it might have been true a while ago but now it's like a little bit different always do your own do your own research yeah so the interest rates that we actually provided to you on this episode me disclaimer yeah. or as of september 16th they could be higher because the fed might increase their interest rates as of next week, or they could be, well, the same, because I don't think they're going to drop their interest rates anytime soon. Yeah. No, and I that's so. another topic. So, yeah. but uh, have fun. Enjoy.